On today's episode of Behind the Membership, I'm talking with Marissa Metz from SLP Now, a membership for speech-language practitioners. SLP Now has been running for four years and over that time has evolved from a simple membership to a full web app offering thousands of practitioners essentially their own CRM and case tools. In this episode then, I'm talking with Marisha about how she went from creating resources for her own use to launching a membership and later developing a full web app and the challenges she's had along the way, including learning how to manage her time effectively and finding the right developers. We also talk about the benefits of starting simple and how a membership has helped give Marisha more freedom and flexibility, particularly when faced with health challenges. Plus how running a twice yearly online summit works well for attracting new members and how she utilizes tools like net promoter scores and intercom to get feedback from members and provide additional support. Plus, of course, lots more. So let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today, I'm talking with the lovely Marisha Metz about her membership, SLP Now. Welcome to the show, Marisha. I am really looking forward to talking with you. Thanks for having me. So let's get started by talking about your membership itself. What is it? Who's it for? All of those nitty gritty details. Sure. Uh, So I am a school-based speech language pathologist by training. Um, And I built a membership turned app for other speech language pathologists or SLPs um, who also work in the schools. Um, And it was just meant to solve all of the problems that I was encountering um, from like therapy materials and getting curating those and putting together all of the therapy plans, taking data. And it's, so it's basically like a glorified CRM to help uh, speech language pathologists uh, do all the things they need to do. That sounds great. And so you mentioned a little bit there about kind of why you started the membership, but can we dive into that a little bit more? What, what gave you the idea to, to go for the membership route with this and to offer this to other SLPs? Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, So I started out um, in the schools and I absolutely loved it. My first year was actually really amazing. I was walking around like on cloud nine (laughs) the whole year. Uh, I had a great caseload. I felt really supported um, and things were just going really well considering I was a brand new SLP. Um, But then in my second year, things changed a lot with the district. Um, My caseload more than doubled. I was responsible for like students in the triple digits, which is a lot. Um, And it just got to be a lot. And I spent a lot of time just crying in my therapy room because it was just, it was really overwhelming. Um, But I still wanted to show up for my students and make sure that they were getting the services that they deserved. Um, So being a problem solver, I try to find ways to make that happen despite all of the challenges and constraints. And um, I ended up doing a lot of research, like building my own library of therapy materials to um, kind of be able to work smarter and plan awesome therapy without having to break my neck every week. Um, and then that led into a lot of the challenges with that too are keeping up with the paperwork. Um, so I started hacking different types of tools. Like I use Google Forms and all of that to help me with the data component of my therapy. 
Um, and just with, that's a huge component with the paperwork as well. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of what started it. I started sharing that with speech therapists in my district and they loved it and <laughs> were super enthusiastic. So I was like, hmm, like maybe this could be a good solution for more speech therapists. Um, and so I kind of just started dabbling with it and I didn't intend to start a business in the beginning, um, but that's kind of what it turned into over time. Awesome. And so how long ago did you actually launch the membership now then? Uh, so I did, I guess it officially launched summer 2016. Um, I did do a pre-sale, like a pre-sale. Um, I used to hang out on Periscope. <laughs> so I did that for, um, I don't remember if I started in 2015, like towards the end of the year or more in the beginning of 2016. Um, but I did spend several months um, just going live every week and talking to speech therapists. Um, and that was just one of the tactics that I used to stay sane. Uh, it was really nice to be able to connect with other speech therapists because I was the only one at my school. Um, so yeah, I built my audience that way and did um, the pre-sale just to be like, would people even want this? Um, and I also asked them beforehand, like what would be helpful for them? Um, so yeah, then we got enough response to that. And then I launched in 2016. So you mentioned that you didn't really go into this to create a business so was the membership the first thing that you essentially sold to people or did you try offering other products and services before that yeah before that I sold some materials like just things that speech therapists could use on a site called teachers pay teachers um so it's a great resource there's hundreds and thousands of materials on that site um, and a lot of amazing teachers and other educators post on there as well. Um, so I did post some of those, um, but I didn't feel like that, like downloading one-off products was really solving my problem um, because you have to shell out your credit card every time and you, you never know what the, like, what the quality of the materials will be um, because there's just so much variation there. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I started. And then um, based on the feedback from my the people who hung out with me on Periscope too, um, it seemed like it would be helpful to shift gears to a membership where people would have access to, and maybe not all of the materials that they need, but a, a huge chunk of the materials they would use with our caseload. And so you mentioned as well that you, you have the membership and that includes or is an app as well. So how does that work? Yeah. So I mentioned that I was using um, like Google Forms and Google Sheets and all of that in the beginning to help me keep track of all of my students' data and just all of the components required for paperwork. Uh, but there were a lot of different issues with that. Um, Google wasn't meant to <laughs> help me manage my caseload. Um, and there were always different glitches. So it's like, I always dreamed of, like, it would be so amazing if there was a tool actually for speech therapists who helped us kind of navigate those elements. Um, and then I also use like different meal planning apps. And I thought it was just so, like, I thought it would be amazing to have all of those elements combined. 
so that I like my whole therapy planning data paperwork process would be fully streamlined. Um, so I, and I, I'm not independently wealthy or anything like that. So, um, I wasn't able to start out doing that in the beginning, but once we got more members, I just continued to reinvest all of the membership income into the development. Um, so it was a very, um, like there were a lot of hurdles in getting the right development team. Um, I actually started with two other developers where I paid for an app and we got to various levels of completion and then we completely scrapped them. Um, so, but then finally towards the end of 2017, I found an amazing development team who um, built the um, web app that I currently have. Awesome. So quite an undertaking there then for you to to kind of develop that app in, in both time and money from the sound of it. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned that the app kind of came a little bit later. So when you first launched the membership, what did that look like? So I, when I very first launched, I used, I don't even remember, I think it was like WooCommerce or something. And I just had I didn't know how else to do it because I didn't know about you guys back then. Um, but so I just set up like a WooCommerce store, I think, and tried to set it up where people would have access to all of the different materials that I had. Um, and then luckily just like a few months later, I found you guys and was able to use, um, the tutorials um, and recommendations inside of your membership to figure out the membership plugin that would actually work best. Um, so I, um, I switched over to that. I ended up using MemberPress um, and it was really easy to set up, like to get started. I think starting simple was really important. Um, and so I just started out with have, just set up pages with links to materials and that's what it was in the beginning. And so are the, are the membership and app one thing now, or is it two separate tools that you're offering there? It's all together now. Awesome. And so with that app, if people are, if I've understood it right, kind of other speech therapists are entering their own data in there and using it to kind of organize their own things. So it's really an indispensable tool that you've created for those, those speech therapists there. It's a vital part of their business as opposed to just being somewhere where they're coming to, to get information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really neat to see the progression um, because, I mean, we always are adding new therapy materials and there's definitely a draw there. Um, but the speech therapists who are using um, all of the data tools and everything, they've been, they're very loyal and I feel like they'll stick around uh, for a very long time because it is how they manage their caseload now. It's a huge part of that. Awesome. And so from the sounds of it, you do have members that don't use those tools though and and just come for the information as well. Correct. And so are you still working as a speech therapist as well or is the the membership the full-time business now? Uh, So I, the membership has been full-time for several years now, um, but I, I really miss the therapy world and I always am trying to um, get back into that. So um, I've taken like 
random clients or taken random positions that are part-time um, and just try to juggle doing both. Um, but yeah. Cool. Sounds like it's, it's more to keep your hand in and because you enjoy it though, rather than because it's a necessity or, or anything like that. Yeah. So what would you say has actually been your biggest challenge with the membership over the years then? I've really struggled with the workload um, because it's just, especially starting out on my own, where time felt like the main asset that I had. Um, so I would just, I especially when I first started, I would like during the summer break, I would wake up super early and then work, 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 work until I absolutely couldn't anymore. And then I'd sleep a little bit and then work some more. Uh, so that's, and it's definitely progressed and improved. Um, and now I have a really amazing balance, uh, which has been cool, but it's been a struggle because with there's so many different things that we can be tackling at any time, whether you're updating old content, creating new content um, for the membership, for your marketing. Like there's so many things we could be um, tackling, like answering member questions and all of that. Um, So yeah, I've really learned to really identify like the most important items and like setting really specific, clear goals um, and focusing on one big thing at a time. Um, So I've made a lot of progress there. Awesome. And would you say that that's been something that you've kind of overcome gradually or was it that something just clicked one day and and you decided that I'm going to, I'm going to try this approach now? I think it was, it was gradual over time. I've, and I've learned, I've done a lot of reading about productivity. And so there were definitely like, it's kind of like a staircase progress, I think, where like I learned something new and it helps me improve um, and then also like just hiring and getting support has been really helpful in working towards that too. So it doesn't all have to be me. So while we're on the subject, what does your team look like then um, in terms of the membership? How, who have you got helping you? Uh, so I have one full-time employee, one part-time. Um, I have the team of developers on contract. Um, And then I also have five other contractors who support me with copywriting, graphics, marketing, those kinds of things. Awesome. So you've got a a good sized team now behind you, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, So I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with that being the case, now that you've got that team in place, what are you finding that your time spent on in the membership? So I do, I still do a lot of research and content creation. Um, I'll do a lot of the, or I do all of the presentations um, and I oversee a lot of, like I put all of the different elements together. So I feel like I play kind of the, I'm still like the visionary. If you're, are you familiar with visionary integrator? Um, So I feel like I do a lot of the visionary stuff, but I'm also very much an integrator. I like putting those pieces together. So I do a lot of that as well. Yeah, I'm a bit like that too. I I really, I I like a little bit of both, Uh, which you're not meant to do, but still your business. You can do what you want. Yeah, we Uh, get to create the rules. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So this is a, this is possibly a, a tricky question to answer, but given that the challenge was kind of having having enough time and getting everything done, how long would you say you're spending on the membership, say, every week now? 
Yeah, it really varies. Um, I've had a lot of like health issues along the way too. So um, some weeks I hardly work at all because I'm just not I'm not feeling well, um, but it's really it's really cool to see that I can like the business still keeps going, um, members still keep joining, and they keep renewing even when I have those really slow weeks. Um, but if I'm if I'm feeling it, um, or I'm just because I really love what I do, so um, sometimes it will be like forty hour weeks, um, and then I do host an online conference. Um, like an online summit twice a year. And so those weeks that that is happening, um, like leading up to it and following it, um, I definitely put in more hours too. Um, but it's it's just awesome that I don't have, I wish I had like an average of this many hours, um, but it's just really cool that it can adjust to where I am. Yeah, and definitely. And with that then, so so kind of having that, um, you know, varied weeks, do you actually have a set amount of content and things like that that you put out in the membership each month? Kind of, do you have a, a regular promise for your members or is it a little bit more fluid than that? Yeah, so I used to have like, something new every single week um, and I had like this content gets published on the first week of the month and this one on the second. Um, but now we really simplified it um, and we have one main bundle that's released every month. And um, I do a webinar like uh, for my members that shows how to use that. And then, because we've built so much content, we have over 1,200 materials at this wow. point. <laughs> um, so we, like the main thing is just, like I think that new piece of content kind of grabs people's interest. And then with the webinar, I show them how they can pair that with all of the other content already in the membership. Um, so I think it decreases that overwhelm from like new thing, new thing, new thing. Um, and um, yeah, so that's like the main new content cycle. And then we're always updating um, like the old content. And I did... Like we kind of, especially during the summer months, we batch more projects too. Um, so I've hired some SLPs to help me with specific contact areas as well. So that just comes out whenever we're ready. Awesome. So I'd love to know then what's been your favorite thing or your highlight about having the membership? Oh, so many things. Uh, man, how to pick one. Um, I definitely appreciate the freedom and flexibility. Um, I think I probably would have been <laughs> fired from any other job <laughs> with all of the stuff that's happened. Um, but I also just, I love the community. I feel like, um, I don't know, I always struggle with, because I miss the therapy time, like just working with the students, seeing their progress. And that's just that makes me so happy and I feel so much gratitude. Um, but it's amazing getting to see the impact that um, these materials and the tools have on like thousands of speech therapists at, their, at this point, which means that I'm able to support, indirectly support a lot more students than I ever could on my own. Um, yeah, so it's definitely. really cool to see that happen. Yeah, you're kind of having that impact beyond any impact that you could have on a one-to-one -one level. So 
let's change gears a little bit now then. What's worked well for you when it comes to attracting new members? So the biggest success that I've had is with the online conference that I mentioned. Um, I started, it's called the SLP Summit. Um, and I started it with another company. Uh, like the first one we did was in January, 2017. So we're getting ready to do our eighth conference. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it's drawn in tens and thousands of speech therapists. Um, and we bring in, it's totally free. We bring in, um, typically we have eight presenters, um, and it's a great way for speech therapists to get their professional development hours. Um, and so it just, like, we had no idea what to anticipate when we first started, um, but it, I feel like it just spread like wildfire. And um, yeah, it's been, it's a huge highlight for me every time we get to host it. And um, it definitely brings a lot of attention to my membership and also the products and tools that the other presenters have as well. And so is that, um, that's completely free? Yes. Yeah. But you do have the, the kind of the continuing pressure professional development that that counts towards as well. Yeah. And so they do have the option to pay for like the official credits. I think it's, it's a very nominal fee. It's just whatever we partnered with another company to help us set that up. Um, yeah. And so I think it's nice because it generates like people look forward to this event every year and, um, yeah, they, like they don't have to pay for the conference, but they end up supporting the companies of all of the presenters because everyone donates their time. Um, so yeah, it's been really cool to see that come together. And does the content from that go into the membership or is it only available during the summit itself? Ooh, that's a good question. So my presentation kind of ends up in the membership. Um, I update my content a lot, so it'll get, it'll be put in the membership, but it might be updated um, pretty quickly after that. Um, and then the other presenters retain the rights to their presentation, but that's a creative idea. <laughs> and so if that's working well for kind of getting new members in, and I think you said you do that twice a year, did you say? Correct. Then what are you doing about retention? How are you keeping members happy month after month? Well, this is one that I've worked on quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of different tactics that we use. I think just um, getting like sharing the plan for new content and letting speech therapists know what's coming up is really helpful. Um, we have a weekly email. Um, we set up some in-app notifications um, when we add new materials or when we have new features. And we, um, yeah, we get, we collect a lot of feedback from members and we use that to determine what, new elements are coming so that we're giving them what they want versus what I think they want. Um, and um, another thing, so two other things that have been really helpful are um, I've been collecting um, like the net promoter score NPS. So it'll just pop up in the app um, and then speech therapists will rate um, on a scale of one to 10, how likely they would be to recommend this to 
another speech therapist. And that's been really helpful um, because we have an automation set up where if they rate us very highly, then we can, they can let us know why they're like what they're loving about it. So we can keep doing more of that. Um, But then it also gives us an opportunity to connect with the people who aren't as happy um, and figure out um, just what's happening there. Um, So that's been super interesting. Um, And then along with that is like we use intercom for member support. Um, So I think that that's one of the main things that people mention is just that they feel really supported and connected. Um, And not that it gets, like we get a decent number of messages, but it's definitely not overused in my opinion. Um, But it's a cool way to offer support to speech therapists who, um, because typically we're the only ones in our building. Um, So it's a cool way for them to feel connected and get support. And so do you have a community as part of the membership as well? We do have a Facebook group. I've tried a bunch of different community setups. um, And I think because it is more of a, like a professional, um, a professional tool, uh, it's just not used as much. Um, And we have, like, we do have really nice engagement, like in the webinars and through the chat tool, um, but we don't have as much engagement in those like in the Facebook group for example. And with the MPS score that you mentioned is that something that you then display publicly or is that just for your own internal purposes? Uh, We've just used it internally at this point. That's a good idea. So this might sound like a bit of a strange question but is your membership international or is it mostly US members? I'm not that familiar with the speech therapy market and whether it's something that does translate internationally or whether it's something that's very much more localized. Um, Yeah, so I know you've mentioned kind of thousands of members and getting thousands on your your summit. So it seems like it's quite a big market, much bigger than I would have expected. Yeah, so the majority of members are in the United States, but we do have some Um, like in different English speaking countries, like Canada, Australia, um, the UK. um, And there's a couple other random countries Um, we have, because I think it does have to be in the language of the country. Um, But we have had requests from like people in Spanish speaking countries, for example, Um, But that's not something we're quite ready to tackle just yet. Maybe not go multilingual just yet. (laughs) (laughs) Always a plan for the future. Um, And so something going back to attracting new members that I really liked on your sales page is that you focus quite a lot on how much time you're actually saving people if they're a member. So I, I really like kind of, I think you've got a table that kind of shows, you know, this is how much time the old way took you. This this is how much time the SLP now way will take you. And I really love that kind of focus on how much time you're saving people because it is that kind of topic where you're not necessarily helping someone make more money or something like that, but you're still putting a really tangible kind of, this is the huge benefit for you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like, I decided to do it that way um, because one, it's true, um, but speech therapists aren't going to make, especially if they're working in the schools, their salary is set. 
Um, so they're not going to generate more income by using the app, um, but they are often very overwhelmed and stressed. And the idea of being able to shave like five to 10 hours off of their workload every week is um, definitely very attractive. Um, because this is something therapists pay for out of their own pocket as well, isn't it? It's not schools paying for the therapists. Yeah, so the majority of the members are self-pay. We do have more and more districts who are signing up, um, but I would say it's maybe like 10% of the members at this point, or maybe more than that. But, but not we, something you particularly kind of, you don't court the the kind of the schools signing up themselves or anything like that. No, and a lot of it we found is just like if a SLP signs up for the membership and they really like it, um, they'll often bring it to their department meeting and share it um, with the speech therapist there. So that number is like steadily increasing in terms of like the percentage of district members. Um, but yeah, it's not something that we've actively done a lot of work in. Awesome. So we've already mentioned the fact that you have kind of a, a team helping you now. So with things like your, you were mentioning before about using intercom to get messages from members and provide that additional support. Is that you providing that or is that a team member or is it a mix of things? Are you still involved in that customer service side of things? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a mix. I'm doing less and less of that now. Um, I was able, cause I've had several people in like the member support role. Um, and I, and finally, or now I have, um, a speech therapist in the role. So I feel a lot more comfortable because a lot of times the questions will be about the membership, but they'll also involve some speech therapy kind of content. Um, so it's really nice having like being able to like trust her judgment and rely on that. Um, so I definitely do a lot less of that now, um, but I still, I still really like connecting with the members. So I hop in there just, just to see what's going on. And there's some things that um, I just want to or need to help with. And so when you transitioned from kind of the, the more traditional membership to offering the app, and the tools. Was that a fairly easy transition for your members? Did they kind of embrace that or was there any kind of confusion or kickback over that change? That is another really great question. Um, so the, the first app was not as seamless of a transition. Um, we like we lost a lot of um, subscriptions, like the, they didn't carry over correctly. So um, a lot of members had to manually like change over, which they didn't love. Um, and then also it wasn't as user-friendly. So they were just a little bit frustrated with that user interface in the beginning. Um, but then when we released like the current, the new app with the current developers, um, the feedback was much better. And um, yeah, they were really excited to see um, kind of how we stepped things up, how it was much easier to search for content, and then the addition of the tools. Uh, so yeah. So 
Overall, then, what impact would you say having the membership has had for your life and your business so far? Oh, huge impact. Um, Like I mentioned before, just with the um, different health issues I've had, it's been amazing to have, to be able to run the membership and have the flexibility to um, take a slower week if I need to. And um, I definitely put in, like in the very beginning, I would work like 100 hour weeks. um, And like that wasn't uncommon um, when I clocked that many hours. And so it's just cool that um, I feel like I put in the time and the work then. And so I kind of get to reap the benefits of it now and just have more flexibility and freedom. Um, And uh, it also just is, I don't know, it's just really fulfilling to be able to do this. I remember having a conversation with my dad when I was in high school Um, because I was in a really cool, like I was in a cool program where I got to take some graphic design courses and psychology. And um, I just, I really admired my teachers. And so I was saying, I want to be like a teacher and graphic designer and do research. And I listed off all of these random things that I wanted to do. Um, And then just a couple of years ago, I was thinking back to that conversation and I was like, wait, that's what I'm doing now. Like I'm doing all of the, like I get to do graphic design and um, educational content and all of that. So it's just really cool to see. And it feels kind of like it happened on accident, but um, yeah, it's like my dream job. And then it takes care of me too um, in just the different stages of life. I love that. And so is there anything you wish you'd known earlier? when you were starting your membership? I wish I found your membership sooner. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was huge. Just, I started the other membership site and then I found, like it wasn't working very well. And so I feel like if I had found the member site academy sooner, I would have known which plugin to choose. Um, And then, it would have been a little bit less rebuilding. Um, and I think, I don't know, I did start very simple. Um, but I think continuing to use that principle of like starting as simple as possible and then getting feedback along the way, um, and then making the changes, um, versus trying to anticipate what people want and making guesses. Um, I think just waiting for the feedback is really helpful. And actually speaking to that, did you always have the plan when you first launched the membership that you would kind of then include the tools and create that more app-like focus? Or did that just happen naturally as you saw how people were using the site and what they needed? Yeah, so when I was struggling with my caseload in the beginning, like I did want something to help me like manage those pieces more effectively. I don't know, like when I set up the pre-sale page, I didn't, I don't think I had a super specific plan of like, okay, first you're just going to do the materials and then you're going to go ahead and build an app. Like, I think that was like, it was something I kind of wanted, but it wasn't super concrete in like exactly how, because I didn't know how to build an app or what that would look like. Um, So it took just a little bit of exploring and networking to figure out exactly how that would work. 
And so this might be a little bit of a tricky question, but is there anything that you've done over the years of having the membership that just didn't work for you? Mm, that you so, would just categorically go, I'm never going to do that again. Uh, not doing my research when hiring developers. Um, I've had a lot of <laughs> uh, stress with that. Um, and I don't know, I think I did the best that I could given what I knew at the time. Um, but it would have been like, yeah, I think if I could go back and somehow be smarter <laughs> in that moment, um, I think that would have been nice. I There was a lot of tears and <laughs> stress during those phases. Um, and I think just like getting into a community um, as soon as possible, I think was really is something like, I wish I would have done that sooner with the member site Academy. Um, and then I also um, joined a co-working space. And I feel like that's when things really started coming together for me. Um, because if I had, um, if I had a problem, um, I could like go to the forum on the member site Academy, or I could um, also uh, in the co-working space, like we would just check in with each other and um, ha- just get resources and support there. And I feel like I learned so much from that. Awesome. And so was that actually a physical co-working space when you mentioned co-working there? Yeah. So the combination of that virtual, like super specific knowledge base, plus the more general base of entrepreneurs was really helpful. And is that something you still make use of, that co-working? Uh, right now, it's a little bit tricky. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> um, but yeah, it, I've definitely been super grateful for that community. They've been a huge contributor. So if someone is listening and thinking of starting a membership site, what one tip would you give them to get started? Start simple. Um, just, yeah, like the most simple way that you can start, do that. Like, don't worry about all of the bells and whistles. Um, and then let your members guide where you go next, because it'll be, I think it'll surprise you. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Simple is definitely, definitely the the easiest way to get started. (laughs) And so last question then, You've already had a huge success over the last few years with the membership, but I'd love to know what's next for you. What are your goals for SLP now in the next 12 months, say? Uh, So I feel like um, I always, because I'm in a couple of different masterminds and we always, I always get this question. I feel really, really good about where things are and we're having just like nice steady growth. um, And I, especially in the stage that I'm in now, I don't have any, like I do have a revenue goal, but it's nothing like super crazy or like super inspiring, I guess. Um, But I would, like I'm always working on updating and creating new content. So um, like I said, I did hire some speech therapists to help um, create new content to expand what we have to offer for different age ranges and just different areas of expertise. Um, So I'm really excited to see that happen. Um, I nerd out about all of the new 
content and resources. So that's super exciting to me and just getting to collaborate with amazing speech therapists. Awesome. And so I did say that was the last question, but I'm going to sneak another one in here because I realized I didn't ask this earlier. But um, is the membership open for people to join any time? Do you only open at certain times? Yeah, so it's always open. Um, and then we do have like a, a special promotion um, around both of the summits. Um, so that is like we have like a physical product that we only offer during that time. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a hybrid, but I wanted people to be able to, if they need the tool, I want them to be able to access it whenever they need it. So what's the physical product? So it changes a little bit every year, um, but it's it kind of is tied to the content that I present at the presentation because um, I found that like especially when you're taking several courses and you're getting all of these ideas, um, it can be hard to implement. And um, I wanted to set speech therapists up for success as much as possible. So um, I decided to create like little bundles of materials that help them implement whichever tactics that I teach in the course. Um, and so this year, like we're doing a set of um, visuals that are like the core thing that speech therapists will use in like every single session essentially um so yeah that's been super fun and people get really excited about getting like a beautiful little (laughs) physical package in the mail yeah that sounds great and so if someone wants to check out the membership where's the best place for them to do that it's at slpnow.com awesome so Thank you for joining me today, Marisha. It's been awesome talking with you. It's been awesome like watching your membership grow and, and seeing how it's changed over the years as well. Um, and yeah, I've loved hearing more about your journey today as well. Yeah, and thanks for taking the time to chat. And that's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so, so much to Marisha for sharing her membership journey so far. I think Marisha's advice to start simple is so, so important and something so many people don't do. The fact that she's been able to develop her membership over the years to now offering a full web app and suite of tools for her members is testament to why starting simple leads to success. If you'd like to pick up the transcript from this episode or read the show notes, then head to themembershipguys.com slash btm41 and you can see the great work that Marisha is doing over at slpnow.com. As always, I'd also love to hear your takeaways from the episode. Head to talkmemberships.com to let me know. For now, though, that's me for another episode. I'll be back same time, same back channel next week. Thank you for listening. (music) 